I got to start by giving a shout out to somebody who just gave me all the feels, okay? I'm talking about my podium manager today, Mr. Josh right back here. Look, look, look at this podium placement, you guys. Perfect. Above average podium work, Josh. Thank you so much. No, I love Josh. Josh is over here playing the bass this morning. Josh is one of those guys who's like normally over here playing the guitar, but then he's over here playing the bass. And when I pulled up at 645 this morning, guess whose car was already in the parking lot? That guy right there. So I absolutely love our team, love our volunteers. It's awesome. Um, if I miss you on the front end of the service, my name is Joel, and uh, we're so glad that you chose Bayshore today. So thank you so much for being here. And um, I'm curious, is anybody going to help me preach today? Can you guys going to help me preach, help me get some stuff out today? Yeah, there it is. That's it. That's it. Um, are you guys doing good? Anybody doing good today? Good, because you look good. And that's half the battle right there, isn't it? Uh, speaking of looking good, what's up, online family? Uh, hey to Leon out in Gumbro. Hey to Allen in Pittsburgh. Go Ravens, Allen. Um, hey to um, Andy and Katrina all the way down in Florida who've been watching with us. And if you're in the room, maybe you remember Andy and Katrina. We actually have a picture um, that I got with them from our, um, their wedding earlier this summer or last summer. Right there. And uh, does this make anybody miss summer just a little bit? Come on, summer. Um, also, if you're, an, if you're an Eagles fan, do you see what's going on in, in Andy's shirt? Do you, do you spot it? You see it? Look, he, he brought the Eagles to his wedding. That is like, it's next level. Um, but Andy and Katrina, we miss you sitting right over here, but we are so glad you're hanging out with us and you watch every week on, in Florida. And so can, can you guys just help me give them all the feels right now and just give it up for Andy and Katrina? <laughs> Woo! Right. Men in the room, guys, fellows, it is Valentine's Day on Friday. Yeah. There, that. That is good. The rest of us are like, no. But you got five days to make it happen, Captain. And I'm here to help, okay? Because, men, listen, this is, this is a tough holiday for us, okay? Johnny's like, yes, it is tough. And so, ladies, you can close your ears. You, you don't need to hear this. But, um, men, if you need a Valentine's Day card, and you do, Believe me, okay? But if you need a Valentine's Day card for Friday, you just need to head to the men's bathroom. We got a whole stack of them. Just for you. That's right. Happy Valentine's Day. Love, Bayshore. You think we're joking. We're going to be out of those things so fast. You have no idea. Oh, I love it. They're in there, and so we're just here to help, man. That's what it is. But uh, we did that because we're talking about love today, and I wanted to start out having a little bit of fun. If, if you don't think like church should be fun, you're probably going to hate it here, okay, because we think church should be fun. So we're going to have a little fun, and um, I have a question for everybody in the room, and it doesn't, this is for everybody. It doesn't matter if you're married or if you're dating or if you're, you're single, which by the way, um, and I don't mean to embarrass you, but if you're single, could you just raise your hand, single people, raise your hand, raise your hand, raise it up tall, keep your hands up, keep your hands up, look around. Look around. 
We're just here to help everybody, all right? But this question is for everybody. No matter what season of life you're in, this question is for everybody. And, um, and I need to know by applause, but wait till I kind of get through this, all right? So um, I need to know how many of you think that the engagement ring is forever? Like you wear that forever. Or how many of you think like the engagement ring, yes, it's always special, but at some point you got to upgrade that thing. So wait, 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 okay. So how many of you think the engagement ring, it is too special, it is too sentimental, you wear that thing till the end, go ahead and make an applause, make some noise. Okay, all right. I'm worried, I feel some fights coming on right now. How many of you think, yes, the engagement ring, it is special, it is sentimental, but circumstances were different then. And so sometimes you just got to upgrade that thing. Come on, let me hear you. Men, church just got real expensive for us. I mean, real. but we're here to help. Remember, we saved you $2.79 on your Valentine's Day card. But here's the, here's the thing. I, I didn't even know that updating, upgrading the engagement ring was even a thing. I had no idea. Anybody in that camp, you're like, that's a thing? Okay, yes, it's a, it's a thing. Here's how I found out. It was 13 years ago, um, I was in Robin's Diamonds in Christiana with my smoking hot girlfriend, Stacy, soon to be Tice. And I, listen, I, I liked it. I was trying to lock that down. I liked it. I was trying to put a ring on it. We were in Robin's Diamonds. And, um, and so Stacy picked out this, this beautiful ring, and um, there was no prices on anything. And so I said to the lady, I said, how much is this one? And she said, you, you might want to take a seat, Mr. Tice. I was like, this is not good for Pastor Tice, not good. And so we sat down and the lady said, well, well Stacy, you need to pick out a diamond first. It's one of those places. And so Stacy picked out a diamond and the lady said, oh, you have very good taste. She said, that, that's, that's $3,000. Now, let me backtrack here, okay? At the time, I'm working in a restaurant making $9 an hour. The car that drove us there cost me $2,750. I'm like, $3,000 for the ring? And the lady's like, oh, no, no, that's just for the diamond. You buy the ring separate. I'm like, you buy these things separate? No idea. And then, no lie, the, the sales lady, she said, don't worry, Stacy. He can upgrade it and get a bigger diamond later. I'm, I'm right there. I'm like, do you, do you understand how broke I'm about to be? You understand how broke I already am? Do you see that 1989 Honda Accord in the parking lot with a headlight that does not work? That's mine, okay? Like, I'm broke. And Stacy, she was like, oh, honey, this is good news. We can upgrade it later. I'm like, yeah, it's good news for you. It's not good news for me. And that day, I learned that if you like it, you don't put a ring on it. You put a lot of rings on it. That's what happens, right? And so I was learning a lot at, in that jewelry store. But isn't it true that in marriage and relationships were constantly learning? Like love school is always in session. And so today we're all going to love school. And so if you need a little boost in all the fields, sharpen those number two pencils because it is love school time, all right? Now, let me give you a little preface. If I'm the love school teacher here, number one, um, I am not a relationship expert. 
If Stacy were here, she would have said amen right then. I am not a relationship expert. Um, but me and my wife, Stacy, we have been together for 17 years. Come on, somebody. 17 years. Still haven't upgraded the ring. Okay, but 17 years. And so I'm just going to share with you some things that I've learned along the way. Uh, but before we jump into this, there are two love school rules. Two love school rules, and this is so important, we're going to put it on the screen. Number one is this. Today isn't for your boo, it's for you. You know, a lot of times you hear these messages and you're like, hey, that's, you, listen, you hear that? You know, so no, no elbowing during today's message. No, like, strategic clearing of the throat, like, mm-mm-mm. Don't take notes so that later on at lunch you can go to the crooked hammock and slide your notes across the table to your person and say, the Lord was really speaking to you today. <laughs> no, today is not for your boo. It's for who? You. you. Okay, here's the, the second rule is to stay involved even if you're not romantically involved. Okay, so if you're single, don't check out and spend the next 25 minutes on Christian Mingle. All right, just... Just hang out with me, okay, because even if you're not romantically involved, everybody in here is relationally involved, right? And so I believe that this has the ability to speak to us no matter what season of life that we're in. And so I believe that God has something for everybody today. So don't check out just because you may not be romantically involved today. So those are the two love school rules. We good with those? Okay, so we got those rules. So um, I want us to go back 12 years to me and Stacy's wedding day. We, we dated for five years. I know it was a long time. We dated for five years. Twelve years ago, though, we were um, standing in front of around 200 people at our wedding ceremony. And, um, and I think we have a picture of it. So let's put up this picture right here. It's a wedding ceremony. Um, that, that, that guy on the left is my dad. If you can't tell from my hair situation right now. That is my jeans right there. And you see that goofy look on my, my face? That's me thinking, I cannot believe I tricked her into marrying me. <laughs> Miracles happen, people. But at our wedding, on our wedding day, um, if we could bring the lights back up, Ed, um, we, uh, my dad read the love chapter, 1 Corinthians 13. And so I'm just going to read a part of that for you all today. And um, if you've been to a wedding like ever, you've probably heard this. So we'll put this on the screen. And this is what it says. It says, love. What is love? It is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. Hello. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. No elbows, people. No elbows. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects. It always trusts. It always hopes. It always perseveres. Love what? Love never fails. You may kiss your bride. (laughs) Some of you did it. I love it. All right. Yes. If you didn't do it, you missed your opportunity. Okay. So, but, but if you're wondering like, what does it take to be an amazing husband? What's it take to be an amazing wife? What's it take to be an amazing husband? person what's it take to be an amazing friend what's it take to be an amazing jesus father like what what does that look like guys i just read you the best description on love ever 
right? Like what, what is love? Love is patient. It's, it's kind. It doesn't envy. It doesn't boast. It's not proud. It doesn't dishonor others. It's not self-seeking or easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. It always hopes. It always protects. It always trusts. It always perseveres. Like guys, that is the best love description ever. Like that's better than any love description you'll hear at a marriage conference. That's more real than the lyrics to The Power of Love by Huey Lewis and the News, which, by the way, the band killed that. These, th this is more romantic than a Nicholas Sparks movie. And full disclosure, I like Nicholas Sparks movies. Just going to put it out there, all right? So anyway, but I don't think it gets any better than this description right here. Now, what if you just did just the first two things on this list? What if you're like, I'm, I'm going to be patient and I'm, I'm going to be kind? Well, what, what if you, you did those things? Okay, would your marriage be better, yes or no? If you were patient and kind, would your friendships get better, yes or no? If we were patient and kind, would Facebook get better, yes or no? Come on, I'm like, bring back the coffee pictures and the cat pictures. Let's go old school Facebook. But if you're, if you're a wife in the room, if you're just patient and kind for the next week, you may get that upgraded ring on Valentine's Day. I mean, I'm just incentive. Husbands, if you're patient and kind this week, you may get attacked on Valentine's Day. Come on, incentive. But if you're patient and kind this week in your families and friends and in our relationships, things get better, right? Why? Because love, that love, it never fails. And so what I want to do today is give you three ways that you can get all of the feels back into the relationship, okay, so that it doesn't fail. So three ways to get all the feels back into the relationship. The first one, if you're taking notes, is you got to talk a lot. Talk a lot. Carrie's excited about that. <laughs> Carrie's like, I do that. All righty. So um, we got my boy Nixon a ghillie suit for Christmas this year. Anybody know what a ghillie suit is? Anybody know what a ghillie some of you, anybody confused? You have no idea? Okay, some of you. Okay, so basically a ghillie suit is a camouflage suit that makes you look like a bush. And maybe you're wondering, like, why did you get your four-year-old a camouflage suit to make him look like a bush? Okay, here's why. I made the mistake. I took him into the Dollar Tree one day, and he saw this picture of somebody wearing a ghillie suit. And he's like, Dad, what's that? And, and I was so excited that I knew the answer to his question because I never know the answer to his questions. I was like, son, that's a ghillie suit. And, and for the next two months... All he wanted was a ghillie suit. He told Phil, our bass player here at the church, I want a ghillie suit. He told his school teacher, I want a ghillie suit. He told Santa Claus multiple times he wanted a ghillie suit. So what do you think Nixon got at Christmas time? A ghillie suit, okay? And you want, you want to see a picture of him? Okay, here, here's my boy Nixon right here in his ghillie suit. <laughs> this, is a, this is a Friday night, a normal Friday night in our house, you guys. I don't know. Um, so my boy loves his ghillie suit. And so, um, a couple weeks ago, he wanted to go to his grandparents so he could run around. They have a big piece of property. He wanted to run around their house, you know, look like a bush. Okay. So we dropped him off over there so he could run around looking like a bush. And so it was a Friday night. And so that Friday night, it was just me, Stacy and my daughter, Nora riding around in my civic. And, and at one point I'm riding around and I'm thinking something's wrong. Something's wrong. What, what, what's, what's wrong? I'm like, it's quiet. And then I heard the radio. I have not heard the radio on my car in four years. And then finally it hit me. I'm like, 
What's wrong? Oh, Nixon is not in the car. This boy talks a lot. He wakes up at 6 a.m. He talks from 6 a.m. to 8 p.m. He will out-talk Oprah. He will out-talk Dr. Phil. He will out-talk, you know, Gail King. I don't know. He will out-talk everybody. The boy is always talking. He just is that guy. And so if you hear a bush talking later today, <laughs> that's my boy. That's my four-year-old right there. But I think talking a lot is one of the best things that we can do to get all the feels back into the relationship. And men, we got some work to do in this area. Ladies, just say preach it. Just preach it. Tell me you're too scared to say it. Just say preach it. Yeah, well, okay, so here's the deal. Men, on average, we say about 7,000 words a day. Unless you're Nixon. Multiply that by 80 times, okay? But we say about 7,000 words per day. My theory is half of those are grunts, <clears throat> Right? Ladies, you say on average about 20,000 words a day with gusts of up to 50,000 words a day. <laughs> and I would apologize for that, but it's true. Okay, so, so men talk significantly less typically, but one of the ways to get all the feels back in a relationship is to talk more. Talk about what you like. Talk about what you don't like. Talk about what you want. Talk about what you need. Talk about your hopes, your dreams, your fears, your failures. Talk more. And this isn't just for like marriage relationships. Any important relationship in your life, you need, to, you need to talk more. Why? Because talking pulls us together and um, silence pushes us apart. Talking pulls us together, silence pushes us apart. And so talk more. Now, what is talking? We're going to define it this way. We'll put this on the screen. Talking is verbal sharing of your thoughts and feelings. Welcome to Bayshore. We give you the deep nuggets. Okay? This is deep. But I needed to point this out because let me, let me just tell you what talking isn't. Talking isn't laying in bed next to your spouse for two hours in the dark and looking at your phones. Now, I, me and Stacey do this. No lie. Okay, this week, this is a true story. Monday night, we're laying in the dark looking at our phones. Um, and, and I, true story, I texted my wife. And she didn't talk back. She just texted me back. I'm like, woo! That is not talking. Men, listen, men, talking is not like rattling your glass so she comes and brings you tea. If I do that in my house, I will not be here preaching next week. Okay, I'm just saying. <laughs> Ladies, talking is not saying, I'm fine. Everything is okay. And then like body slamming the load of laundry. Because that's, this is why that's not talking. Because us men, we will believe you. We're like, she's fine. She's just passionate about laundry. I don't know. <laughs> Talking is verbal sharing of your thoughts and feelings. And we got to learn how to talk to each other. And so um, when we talk to each other, Ephesians 4.29 shows us how we, we talk to each other. So it says this. It says, do not use foul or abusive language. Some of you are like, well, there goes my average word count. Just went way down. But don't use foul or abusive language. Let everything you say, wait, 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 how much? Everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be, let's say this together, be an encouragement to those who hear them. And so how 
do we talk to each other? The things that we say to each other should be good and helpful and encouraging. What if everything that you said to people you love in your life was good and helpful and encouraging? Would the relationship get better, yes or no? Absolutely. And so how do we talk a lot? Everything that we should say when we talk should be good and helpful and encouraging. So church, you should be an encouragement to your spouse. You should be an encouragement to your kids. You should be an encouragement to your friends. You should be an encouragement to the Walmart greeter. You should be an encouragement to your coworker who eats tuna fish out of the can in the cubicle next to you for lunch. You should, you should be an encouragement to tourists who are feeding the seagulls. Wait, did I take that too far? I took that way too far. Let's take that back. We're not going to go that far here. But anyway, but being an encouragement is part of our job description. And so um, I, I have a life rule, like a philosophy I live by, and, it, and it's not deep. Okay, I grew up in Gumboro eating scrapple. I got really low SAT scores. I don't do deep, okay? But this is my, my life philosophy that I live by, and we'll put this on the screen. If I think something good, I'm going to say it. If I think something good, I'm going to say it, which is not to be confused with if I think something, I'm going to say anything, okay? I'm gonna, no, 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 that's totally different, okay? So if I think something good, I'm going to say it. So if I think my wife looks good and she does, I'm going to say it. If I think Bo and the team just killed it when they did Power and the Lo Power of Love, I'm going to say it, and they did kill it. Um, if if I think my brother is looking stylish in his five eleven Levi jeans, I'm gonna be like Tim, you look stylish. Which by the way, five elevens are the best Levi's. I'm just gonna put it out there. But if I think something good, I live by this thing. I am going to say it. And what if in our relationships, if we thought something good, we said it? You know what you would be if you did that? You'd be an encouragement. And so this week, when you talk more, okay, are you willing to say some things that are good and helpful and encouraging? Anybody willing to like think something good and then say it? Anybody going to do this? My people. Okay, that's good. So talk a lot. That's number one. The second thing, if you're taking notes, is one way to get all the fields back in a relationship is to mix it up. Mix it up. So we're going to mix it up by talking about the year 2003. So I don't know if you remember 2003, I'm going to help you get into the 2003 mode. Um, in 2003, this came out, we'll put this on the screen, the third generation iPod. Who had an iPod? Any of the generations? You had an iPod? Oh, yeah. We got rid of those Walkmans. The tape, the sets were gone. We had MP3s, baby, iPod. Um, so that happened in 2003. Uh, the highest grossing movie of 2003 um, was this movie, The Lord of the Rings, the Return of the King. Any Lord of the Rings fans? Lord of the Rings fans? Some people, okay. Don't, don't hate, but I don't really like Lord of the Rings. I like Nicholas Sparks movies. There it is. Anyway, but the best thing that happened in 2003 is me and Stacy Chowman fell in love. And we did. We, we fell in love. Okay, the power of love was strong in, in 2003, you guys. Okay, so strong that at one point, um, I, I, I picked up on Stacy saying that she liked handmade gifts. And I had an idea. I was like, I'm going to hand make her a wooden jewelry box. Now, there's only one little thing. Was that a strategic cough? Was that, that like the, one, the problem with that is I don't know how to make things. I don't know how to work wood. I don't know how to whittle and go down to the, the shop, okay? And so, um, but that did, did not stop me from calling Bo Stinking Dukes. 
17 years ago, and we went into Bo's woodworking shop, and uh, on, on that Saturday, I made Stacy this wooden jewelry box. You see this? I made this for Stacy. Look. And by I made it, I, what I really mean is Bo Dukes made this. <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day, babe, if you're hearing this, okay? But he didn't make all of it. You, you see you see. This line and that line and that line. You see those three lines? You see them? You see them? I cut those. I use the saw thingy after Bode said it and I cut. I whittled. I whittled. This is what I whittled. But we spent the whole Saturday making this wooden jewelry box. And isn't it true that when relationships start... We do stuff like that. How many of you got your, your wood, wooden jewelry box story? You got some version of that story. You made something, you went a little crazy. Nobody? Come on, let, let me see you. They, there it is. They look at you. There's the romantics in the room. Some of you are like, I have no idea. No, but it doesn't have to be a wooden jewelry box. I didn't make it. Bo made it. Maybe you bought the wooden jewelry box. I don't know. But isn't it true that when we're in love at first, we go crazy? You know, we, we, we cook romantic meals. We stay up late and talk. We write love notes. We have our friends make jewelry boxes for our girlfriends. We go crazy. But over time, all the feels start to, it starts to settle a little bit. And, and then what happens? We, we settle into a routine. We're like, hey, you know, what we do in our relationship on Tuesday nights, we go to the grocery store. And on Wednesday, we watch The Masked Singer. And then on Friday, we go crazy. You know, we go to, to the Bob Evans. Stay up to 1030 sometimes. I don't know. You know, we, how many of you, you have a routine, routine people, routines, routines, baby. I love it. But if you want to get all the feels back in a relationship, you got to go back to some of the things that you did at first. And let me show you what Jesus actually said about this in Revelation 2, 4. I'll put it on the screen. Jesus said, I have this complaint against you. You don't love me. That's talking about our faith. Or each other, it's talking about our relationships, as you did when? At first. Jesus is like, at first, you're writing those love notes. You were like cooking those romantic meals. You're staying up late at night and you were talking. Pastor Joel was making wooden jewelry boxes, but not no more. And so what do we do? We got to mix it up. Everybody say, mix it up. Mix it up means that we got to show some effort and some thoughtfulness. Everybody in the room, relationships take effort and thoughtfulness. You know how you spell marriage? W-O-R-K. Work. You know how you spell good friendships? W-O-R-K. Work. Okay, it takes work. And it doesn't really feel like work at first. That's why we're like making, you know, jewelry boxes. But eventually it feels like work and you got to do it anyway. And maybe you're thinking, well, I don't know what to do. So I'm here to help because, you know, I know this is hard for us. And so we'll put this on the screen. How can I think about what to do to mix it up is this. Uh, what did you used to do that you stopped doing that you can start doing again? What did you used to do that you stopped doing that you can start doing again? It is quiet in here. <laughs> Some are like, oh, I got so much work to do when I go home. Um, so I'll share something first, and then we'll just go around the room, and everybody will just share deeply personal stuff. Is that cool? Start with you, Carrie. You like to talk? It's good? I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm not going to make you all do that. 
but be prepared just in case, okay? Um, so back in the day, uh, I used to open Stacy's car door for her. Like I was bringing chivalry back. I opened the car door, and, and I, this didn't just last for a little while. I did this for like 10 years. Open the car door every time. Just open the car door for her. But that all stopped on October 21st, 2013. And maybe you're like, well, what happened on that day? <laughs> my, my first kid was born. That's what happened. <laughs> exactly. There you go. And then, listen, every parent knows you're romantic until that first kid comes along, and then you're just tired. And so I just stopped closing or opening the door for her. But what's today's date? Anybody know what today's date is? February 9th. 2020. Okay, listen, from this day forward, I'm going to open the door to my sweet Civic for my wife, Stacy to get into our car that is filled with Cheeto dust and goldfish dust. And it is disgusting in my ride right now, but I'm going to be opening the door for her because that's something I used to do that I just stopped doing. And that's my commitment. I'm going to start doing just that, that one small thing. And so just my question, what's, the, what's one thing that you used to do that you stop doing, that you can start doing again to show some effort, to show some thoughtfulness, to mix, mix it up. And, and it doesn't have to be something big. You don't have to go like woodworking and making jewelry boxes. But just something that you stop doing that you can start doing, and it could be something small. So how many of you are willing to do that this week? You're going to like just do one thing you used to do this week. Come on. Oh, look at these hands. We're going to have all sorts of babies running around here in nine months. We need to schedule a baby dedication, Cotter. <laughs> All right. So we're going we're gonna to talk a lot. We're going to mix it up. And then the last thing is this. Three ways to get all the feels back in a relationship is to choose to love even when you don't have all the feels. Choose to love even when you don't have all the feels. Um, so can, can I talk about my, my wedding just one more time? Can I like, go back 12 years? Preach. Okay, good. I, that's good. Because most of the guys are kind of gagging right now. But listen, I'm trying to squeeze as many points out of this message as I can. And so, and I bought the guys Valentine's Day cards. So everybody scratch each other's back. So here we go. <laughs> so we have uh, one more picture from our wedding day right here. This is right after we said I do. This is my, my favorite picture from our wedding day right here. And, um, and guys, and, and if, you, you know, if you're married, you know this. Man, I had all the feels all day on my wedding day. All day. Except for one tiny moment. Can I, can I show you with you what happened? Okay, so um, we were at the cheer center at a reception, and um, we, we did the thing where we were going to like feed each other cake. You, you know that, that moment at the wedding? You, everybody like gathers around you, and you think it's because they like love you but it's really because they just want to eat your, the cake, right? And so the, we're, we're having, um, or we had that moment at our um, reception. But a year before we had that moment, my bride-to-be warned me, you do not shove that cake in my face. She said, if you shove that cake in my face, I will, I will no, this thing so fast. She didn't say that, but I just made that up, a little preacher story. But she was serious, so serious, I was like, what my baby wants, my baby gets, okay? And so we were at that moment. We had just cut the cake. We posed for the photo. We're about to feed each other. We're having this sweet moment. And Stacy looked at me and she mouthed. She said, don't you dare do it. <laughs> Guys, I am three hours away from my honeymoon. I am like, I am not going to ruin that at all, okay? I will not smash this cake in your face. And so 
Well, here's the next thing my beautiful bride did right here. Do you see how far that icing is up my nose? You see? I was in Jamaica two days later still pulling like icing from my nose holes, okay? And I love Stacy, but in that moment, I was not happy. This is no lie. I chased her at the reception. I chased her trying to get her back, and I never got her back, and I'm still mad about it, daggone it. But man, we love each other all day, but that moment, I was like, man, I know what for better or worse is all about. But isn't it true that in every relationship, there's some not-so-happy moments? Isn't that true? I mean, you have all the feels, but it is not love you're feeling. Hello. And so what do you do when you don't have all the feels? And this is maybe the most important thing I'm going to say today, and it's this. you got to remember that love is a choice more than a feeling. Love is a choice more than a feeling. Now, at first, it's all rainbows and butterflies. But eventually, it's bad morning breath. It is full coverage, winter robes with egg stains on them. Men, you know what I'm talking about. It is bad habits and somebody shouting, if you don't get the pee in the toilet, I, you will not live to live another day. And, and love has seasons. And some seasons, you feel the love. And some seasons, you're singing, where is the love? And love has seasons. And in those seasons where it's not so easy to love, we got to choose to love anyway. And when that does not work, just remember that you are not always lovable. How many of you, you are not always lovable? You have some unlovable moments. Some of you should have lifted your hand and your foot. Okay, let's just get them all up. Both hands. But when you're not being very lovable, do you want to be treated with grace or do you want to be treated how you deserve? With grace, right? That's what we want. And so we want to give people what has been given to us. I'll read this verse. It's Ephesians 4, 31 through 32. And it says this, get rid of all bitterness, which is a struggle for me because of the cake situation. I got a lot of bitterness there. But get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, and slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. Instead, be what? Be kind to each other, tenderhearted, forgiving one another. And you might be sitting here like, how in the world can I do that? Well, just remember this. You can forgive just as God, through Christ, has forgiven you. Look, here's my point. We can love people even when they don't deserve it. Because Jesus loves us even though we don't deserve it. So we can love people even when they don't deserve it because Jesus loves us even when we don't deserve it. Guys, Jesus looked at us and you know what he said? He said, for better or worse. What if we did that in our relationships? I think one of the best things that we can do to bring all the feels back in a relationship is to live by for better or worse. Is to choose to love even when we're not feeling it because that's what Jesus did for us. And that, that kind of love, never underestimate the power of that kind of love. Love is a choice more than a feeling. I'll, um, I'll end with this. I, I admire my grandfather for a lot of reasons. Okay, a lot of reasons. Um, three quick reasons. Number one is my grandfather has been a Redskins fan my entire life. Yep, my whole life. And li- listen, the Redskins have been bad for my entire life. 
And he is stuck with them through it all, man. And so I admire him because he's just like in it. Um, another reason I admire my pop-up is because he's 82 years old and he woke up this morning and did 120 push-ups because he does that every single day. Did, did, did anybody else do 120 push-ups this morning? Me neither, okay? I, I even did a push-up contest against my pop-up when he was 78 years old a few years ago. We have a picture we'll put up on the screen. This is in front of our entire church. It's my pop-up in the middle. I'm the speed blower because I'm trying to beat my pop-up. My pop-up straight up owned me in the push-up contest. He's, he's amazing. Um, but one of the reasons I admire my pop-up most is a uh, recent reason. Uh, we buried my mom uh, in 2019. And I, I watched my 82-year-old pop-up get on the stage, and he gushed about my mom. And one of my favorite memories about that service, actually, um, was obviously my pop-up up there, you know, speaking and gushing about my mom. But he told some really funny stories that I had never heard. And it got us all laughing. Like, I'll just tell you one story. Um, he, he said that when he was in high school, he was dating my mom's best friend. I was like, whoa, Papa was a player. <laughs> so he was dating my mom's best friend, and he wasn't allowed to call this girl's house. Like, the parents wouldn't let him call the house. And so what he would do was he would call my mom. Then she would call this girl and tell her what my papa said to her. So she was like the in-between. I'm like, this is getting so juicy. <laughs> and so sometimes my papa would call to relay a message, but the other girl wouldn't you know, be there. And so he would just end up talking to my mom. So anyway, one day my papa called my mom and my mom was like, are you, are you calling to give me a message for the other woman, Roland? And my papa said, no, Marianne, today I'm calling to talk to you. That's a pop-up move right there. Come on, pop-up. I was like, man, that's, that's, that's impressive, pop-up. That's good. Um, but he, he was married to my mom for over 60 years. And um, really what I remember most about him standing up there and talking is, is he said, we have been inseparable for over 60 years. And he said, now we had our moments. We had our fights. She bought too much on QVC. But... We loved each other no matter what. And, and he said this. He said, um, he said, I want to remind everybody that your job is not what's most important. How much money you make is not what's most important. The car out in the driveway or out in the parking lot is not what's most important. He said, what's most important is love. Love is all that matters. And I'm sure there were some days and some weeks and some months and probably some years when they didn't feel like loving each other, but they loved each other anyway. And let me, let me just tell you, when we choose to love even when we don't feel it, like that's an a, a admirable thing, isn't it? And so guys, our marriages need love. Our friendships need love. Our community needs love. And I don't know about you guys, but five decades from now, I'll be my poem's age. And I want to be able to stand up and say, me and my wife, Stacey, we love each other no matter what. We told each other, I love you. We held hands. I opened the car door for her still. And we chose to love each other no matter what, even though she smashed that cake in my face so long ago. I want my kids when I'm 82 years old to say to me, hey, dad, thanks for loving me, even when I did stupid stuff. Which, judging by my four-year-old's behavior right now, there will be some stupid stuff, right? I want five decades from now to still be friends with Bo stinking dukes can you imagine 82 year old Bo and joel i have a picture if you want to like imagine it like right here there we go 
straight granddadding, okay? Like, woo! But I want to be 80 plus years old and me and Bo say, listen, we've had each other's backs on the good days and the bad days because guys, we're all writing the story with how we love in life and I want to write a good story. Does anybody else want to write a good story? Come on now. So how do we write a good story? How do we get all the feels back? We got to talk a lot. We got to mix it up. We got to choose the love even when we don't feel all the love. That's how we get all the feels back. Why? Why? Because love like that never fails. Never fails. Jesus, let's pray. Jesus, thank you so much for your words. Because God, I know that we're all in different seasons of life. I know that some, some people in here are married. Some people are single. Some people are divorced. Some people are in a relationship, but they're not married. Like there's Everybody's all over the place. But one thing I know that your goal is for us is that we love we love, whether that's our spouse or whether that's our friend or whether that's the person that we work with. God, we want to be people who love and we're, we're kind and we're pure and we're peaceful. And God, I just pray that as we go into this week, whether it's um, loving for, uh, for Valentine's Day or whether it's just loving our friends, God, I just pray that we'll be people who love and we'll know that your love for us gives us the capacity to love other people and help us remember that when we love like you loved, that love will never fail. And we just love you and we thank you that you love us in your name. Amen.